welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. I am your co-host, Dylan Stoll, and I'm joined as always by my friend, Michael Whifford. Hey, hey. So today, we are talking about House of the Dragon, episode 6, which is titled... Princess and the Queen. I almost said another word there. (laughs) So it's actually really fitting that this is titled The Princess and the Queen because of the replacement of the actresses, which we'll talk about shortly. So before we get into that, just going to give out a few reminders here. If you want to get in contact with the show, you can send us an email, which is fantasyrewindpod at gmail.com. You can send us some messages on Twitter or tag us on Twitter, which is at fantasyrewind. And if you want to get at us on Instagram, that is at fantasyrewindpod there as well. All right, so Mike, before we get into anything else here, do we have any other announcements to make? Yeah, uh, so just a reminder that this is a, like the last day or two uh, we'll be doing the drawing um, for our giveaway on October 1st, which is this Friday, and announce the winner on our social media platforms on October 3rd, which happens to be my birthday. Um, so kind of putting a nice little bow on that. Uh, so please, you know, check out our socials, uh, enter there. We're giving away a book, your choice, the Silmarillion, uh, the Sandman volume one, Preludes and Nocturnes, uh, the Wheel of Time series, book one, the Eye of the World, Elizabeth Markin's Perilous Star, and um and fire and blood by george r. r martin i was gonna say house of the dragon the inspiration for house of the dragon <laughs> yes yes so yeah All get right. us on those but now let's jump on in this episode because i'm really excited to talk about it all right so without farther ado let's jump on into the rewind all right, Mike, go for it. What are your thoughts on this episode overall? So first and foremost, I started watching this episode um, while I was kind of doing some work. So I had had it up going and I was just like, okay, let me just, while it's getting started here, let me just finish up this you know, paper I'm looking at. And all of a sudden the noises start and it's very dark. And I was like, what's going on here? And then we open up to Renera giving birth. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. The noises, the sounds effects they used for all that were startling, to say the least. Um, which, typical Game of Thrones passion, but Rhaenyra is much older. We've had our time jump, and she is now giving birth to her third son. Yeah, her third her third son with brown hair. <laughs> so let's just get it right out of the way. Obviously, these are strong's uh i don't remember his first name harwin strong harwin strong's children and um not her husband's lanor lanor's and it's so funny because everyone like knows about it and it's just talked about all episode from everyone but you know no one comes out right out and says it because of how much shame that would bring and how the king just has a blind eye to it yeah how the king is like willfully ignorant that Renera's children are all bastards. That they're all Harwin Song's children, Harwin Strong's children, and not Lenor Valerian's. Because as you see, the queen throws that barb right at Lenor, being like, "Keep on trying, Sir Lenor. Maybe one day the next one will look like you." After, after she makes like she calls for the baby to be brought to her right after Renera gives birth, 
It's like, what the heck is wrong? I knew their relationship wasn't like in the best place, but from when we last saw them to now, it's deteriorated to a point where she just doesn't even care. No, it's open hostility between yeah. the two right now. Which seems so unwarranted. Like, what happened to bring it to this? So what happened was you had Alicent feeling like she was betrayed by Renera. Oh my god. Yeah, so... Sorry. <laughs> that Get What happened in the last episode is what happened. Um, but it so was this just actually, so small. Like, in talk our minds, about yes. it. In, in their minds, apparently not. Hmm. Because, like, what has happened, and they haven't mentioned these terms yet, but I'm wondering if they will coming up here, is that there are two factions within the Red Keep. There's the Blacks, which are the people that are loyal to the princess, and there's the Greens, which are the people that are loyal to the the Queen, who, again, being from Old Town, was wearing the green dress. You know, that's why she gets her name, the Greens. So you have these two factions going in here, and this, like, open, hostile confrontation is going on in every aspect of their courtly lives. Down from the sparring that their children are doing to the one of Allison's children being mocked for not having a dragon and getting being given a pig who is, like, dressed up as a dragon. To just, like, the hostility that Allison greets Renera with. With yeah. making her basically bring her very newborn baby all the way to her. And I like how Renera's like, you want to take my child? Well, guess what? I'm coming to you. I'm not leaving my boy alone with you for one minute. And so she walks all the way there, still bleeding from giving birth. And just guts it out in what had to have been an insanely painful experience for her. All the while, King Viserys is just like, oh, look at this. We're all a happy family. Like, yeah. no, dude. <laughs> Read the room. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I've liked Viserys in the past episodes, I feel like you are clearly seeing the deteriorate. Uh, as much as I've liked Viserys in the past couple episodes, I feel like you're clearly seeing both his physical deterioration as well as his mental and deterioration. So. Mm-hmm. As, and you're just seeing right now in this episode where he's basically being told, oh, go play with your toys, build your model city, leave everyone else to govern because we don't value what you can bring to the table right now because you're so unaware and because you're so incompetent right now that you cannot contribute. Mm-hmm. And so like you see the whole small council, Queen Allison and Princess Rhaenyra included, doing everything. And just the king is sitting there, smiling like a creepy old man who is looking more and more like Gollum every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you bring up a good point. I don't didn't want to get there yet, but my, we're there, so let's just talk about it. That, it was towards the end, where they were in the small console together, and um, I like that this time you see Rhaenyra there. She has... A place at the table she's right. sharing her opinion which makes a lot of sense and yet every time she says anything that's sane or that's reasonable the queen is immediately just like oh oh this again oh okay oh and it's just again i just want to know outside of the little like her not telling her that she slept with christian cole which by the way she's okay with apparently because she's hanging out with him like he's a bestie like 
you know, she's so upset about all that, but I don't know. There's just things that just don't add up. Obviously, she's salty about her dad getting kicked out. That's fine. And she's apparently grown to resent the princess quite a bit. Very and I'm much sure, so, yeah. sure having Christian Cole, who, by the way, still loves her. Does he, though? Uh, I think that the way he's he talking about her. her. What'd you say? I said, I don't think he loves her. I think he loathes her. Well, and, like, why? Because he got spurned. Because he's. I've seen so many people saying, like, Kristen Cole is, like, the epitome of an incel. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm just, I'm just like, this is so ridiculous. They've, they've really taken who is this noble, honor bound character and, like, turned him into uh, a dismissed, spurned lover who is wanting to get back at his former mistress yeah and they only had you know they only did it like once yeah yeah one time fell in love (laughs) she wouldn't give up the world for him (laughs) yeah and he's celibate now so he's like my one taste and it's gone and now i have to stare at you but i thought it was interesting they did some really neat things in this episode so throughout the episode you sort of see um it's like a slow progression of the deterioration between the princess and the queen ultimately resulting in Princess Rhaenyra leaving and going to Dragonstone, where her uncle once resided. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout the episode, you see the relationship between her kids and the queen's kids. And honestly, like, they seem to get along okay, like when they were in the dragon pit. Like, yes, they were making fun of uh, one of the uh, queen's Amen. kids. Yes, which, by the way, Aegon totally just, like, knows he can just blame <laughs> everything on Rhaenyra's kids. Oh, yes. And his mom will eat it up. Yep. And, which, by the way, her walking in and he's just sitting there going out the window, which was a nice callback to the Game of Thrones scene where the jo- uh, Joffrey's kid, or Joffrey's brother, Joffrey's brother jumped out the window. Felt like it was the same window. Um, it, it probably was. And he was just sitting there wanking it. And she's just like, I don't care what you're doing there with that. Just tell me who did this. Tell me who bad hurt- stuff about Rhaenyra's children. Yes, I just need any excuse to hate them more. Oh, it was them. It was them. Yeah. I think what she act- what actually happens when she's talking with uh, Laris Strong later on, what she says is very true. It's like, I don't care that he- my father was biased. I care that he wasn't there to he that he's not being biased towards me yes she's very much a petulant child right now yes like her and renera's role is almost kind of flipped where now alicent is like the the bitter one oh yeah and so that's an interesting comparison to draw up i didn't even think about it that way but that makes a lot of sense there were their roles have reversed Man, it stinks to be the hands of king, though. I will say that after oh, this yeah. episode. Um, oh, yeah. So we'll continue on here. Uh, the kids, you know, they get along all right. And Kristen Cole is just looking for any opportunity to show distaste. To shame Renera and her children. Yes. And so when they're out practicing and he's leading the practice between Renera's kids and um, Allison's kids, he, you know, is showing favoritism by giving feedback and fighting Allison's kids. And not giving any attention to Rhaenyra's. And Commander uh, Strong brings that up, a.k.a. their father. Like, hey, why, why are you showing this favoritism? He's like, okay, fine. 
And then he tells the oldest, Aegon, to beat up Rhaenyra's oldest, which is not even much of a match. Like, there's like a 10-year gap there. And um, Aegon's, you know, just taking it to him. And then he's telling him to fight dirty and, like, giving him step-by-step instructions on how to beat the crap out of this kid. And it's just like, what are you doing, dude? I don't know. Yeah. Not liking Sir Kristen Cole right now. He's definitely a bit of a weenie. I'm sure by the end till have some kind of redemption i guess whatever i mean it's game of thrones world so like you're going to see you're gonna see nastiness like given to everybody yeah we'll see if kristen cole gets his just desserts or not though um so the next part that really happens and i think it's interesting is because of that scene you talked about um harwin strong beats the crap out of sir kristen cole Oh and yeah, very much. Gets himself banished. Yeah, very much reminiscent of what Christian Cole did to the Night of Kisses. Yeah, yeah. Except Mr. Joffrey, you know, he didn't take it quite as far, even though he should have. Yeah, yeah. But one thing I thought that was very interesting about this is it results in pretty much everybody saying, "Yeah, we know that Rhaenyra's kids aren't actually her husband's. We know that they're actually uh, Harwin Strong's kids." Well, we're going to keep it an open secret. Yeah. And the Hand of the King tries to resign without telling Viserys the truth. Yeah. Yeah. He will not tell him why he wants to resign, but he just wants to. Because that would... And you could see, like, Allison was just like, say it. Say it so I can just kill him. Right. She was waiting. She was waiting. Her eyes were wide as could be. They were saucers. She was waiting for it. Oh, and then we get the snake in the grass, a.k.a. new little finger. Yes. <laughs> Man, if you ever just want to punch a person in Game of Thrones, <laughs> it's this guy. Like, what did your family ever do to you for you to go out and do this? So, uh, you know, just to jump ahead here, the Harfoots basically leave. The Harfoots? No, not the Harfoots. Sorry. You know, getting getting series confused here. The Strongs, the Strongs end up going back yeah. to their ancestral home. Which is Harrenhal. Which is, has, I remember Game of Thrones was said to be cursed and... Yes, so Harrenhal actually was built by Heron the Black. And basically all of his descendants that had it, like, died. And so it's been this big fancy castle that everyone's been being, like, gifted. Because no one that could inherit it is left alive. So they all die. And so the Strongs have been gifted Harrenhal, and the Hand of the King is the technical lord of Harrenhal. And he's like, oh, Harwin, you're going to come back with me to Harrenhal. You're going to stay, though, and you're going to be the new lord of Harrenhal. Meanwhile, he is actually the younger son of the two brothers here. Because you have Lars, and that's why he's bitter. Because he is the older, crippled son who is going to get passed over for everything. Oh my gosh. Really? Okay. So that I was going to say like why would he want to kill his dad and his brother, but apparently it's just because of some petty nonsense like this. And I'm sure well, I mean, like his whole life yeah. he's had he's been passed over exactly. and there's this whole sad tale. Oh, I'm sorry you have to live at court, drink all the wine you want, and do whatever you want to people. And you can apparently can you can apparently tell guards to take out people's tongues for no reason, and you have some position of power, but 
you know what, go ahead and order these people to kill your dad and your brother because the queen wished it. Quote right. How just like how bitter do you have to be to order that to happen? And like yeah. how brutal do you have to be to cut out all those people's tongues? Oh, he didn't then, do it. He just Oh, he didn't it do it happen. himself. He just washed. Yeah. But still like well, that's that what was I'm saying like brutal. This was this was one of the issues I had with this episode though was like I was like, okay, I can get there and see maybe why you want to do this, but at the same time, there's been nothing said or done to you from your brother or your dad to warrant you to just want to kill them. Yeah, yeah. Like, you saying that about him being passed over, okay, that's neat, but I don't know if that was mentioned. Yeah, I'm not positive if it was mentioned either, but I'm fairly certain that's the whole deal with it. I was really upset about him dying, by the way. I was too. I was like, that's one of the few good people in Game of Thrones. Or House of the Dragon, I'm sorry. And we know what happens to people in this universe. I know. Good people get smacked upside the head until they're evil or they die. Yeah. And one thing I'll say as except well for Snow. is... Except for Jon Snow, who just got banished. <laughs> um, but hopefully another series coming soon for him. Hopefully. I'm excited for that. I don't know. I just, I can't see if there's any, like, legit information on it or not. But we'll find out. But sticking with our current House of the Dragon episode here, uh, one thing I think that he did it for was to get the queen into his debt. As far as, like, doing this without her asking it, doing this to get get her father, who's going to come back as the Hand of the King, (laughs) into his debt, and just kind of secure his own position at court being like hey you owe me one guys what you gonna do for for your boy mr strong over here Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) yeah i think that all in all he definitely is the new little finger you said it perfectly yeah so now at the end there i know we're missing a storyline but we'll get to that one in just a minute um now we have um you know basically princess renera is like yeah, we gotta we gotta leave. We gotta balance. Gotta Things get out of here. Things aren't going our way. My boo just got kicked out. Uh, pretty sure we're gonna have some people try to kill us here. So they, her, and uh, Leonor end up leaving and going to Dragonstone, which I think is a really interesting move because I feel like it's gonna cause some issues as we move forward here. Um, Definitely will. Her yeah. not being at court because pretty much she's just left it to Aegon and all the snakes to just keep encircling her dad. Right. And so something I think is, that's important to keep in mind here as well is that she told her husband um, that he can bring his new boy toy with him oh, yeah. to Dragonstone. Cause he's like, she's like, we're going to need all the swords we can get. Basically yeah. she knows this is going to come down to a fight for the iron throne, which at the and same she's time, she's starting to prepare for it now. Why do you, why do you care so much about this that you would be willing to just kill all these people? Like Aegon, I felt this like he was right. He was just like, I don't want to challenge her. Yeah. And she's like, you will have to. And it's like, no, if more people just had that mentality, like there wouldn't be all this killing. But again, I know game of Thrones needs action stuff, but you know, the part of me that's just like, he's right. (laughs) <laughs> oh, can we talk though? Let's rewind just a little bit um, to where we were at the dragon pit. I loved that. I loved being able to see some of that training and some of that explained. Like that was so cool. Yeah, that was really nice. 
And I thought that was just such a nice scene into kind of the backstory there. And it makes me wonder a lot of things about what's going to happen because, you know, like they're not, they're not going to want this kid to take, maybe they will take the dragon in training with them or not. I don't know, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with those dragons and those dragon eggs, because a lot of emphasis was put on that in this episode. Yeah, where, like, Aemon could not have a dragon egg hatch for him, so he doesn't have a dragon technically yet. But we'll see if that remains the case, or if he gets one later on down the line. Yeah, there was some conflicting things as we switch over to Damon and his late wife. Well, yeah, by the time this episode's over, his late wife, Lena Valerian. Yes. Um, so they are in... They're in Pentos, which is okay. over in, like, across the Narrow Sea. Yes. Kind of like where Daenerys starts off. Yes. And so it's kind of cool. Like, I feel like Damon needed this, man. He just needed oh, a vacation, really right? did. Yeah. And I think that's why in this episode he was like, I don't want to go back. I kind of want to just take their deal. You know, it's straightforward. They give us money, we give them some... You know, a big we stick. We use our dragons. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, I want to go home and all this. And he's like, I don't want to go back to the political intrigue because I think he knows he goes back. He's getting sucked in. Yeah, 100% does. And so it makes me wonder, too, like you talk about the three headed dragon. Like if he went back, would he side with Renera? Would he make his own claim or would he side with Aegon? And knowing Damon, he would want to side Probably with himself or Rhaenyra. He doesn't probably care about Aegon at all. No, not at all. Not at all. But um, he also doesn't really carry a big stick with him outside of his no, dragon. No, I mean, he has his dragon. He has his Valyrian steel sword, Dark Sister. but And he's like this famous warrior. But other than that, he doesn't really have much going on. And I, I agree with you. I feel like seeing Damon take this vacation, have a family, it was all good for him. Like, this was the episode where Damon wasn't a dick. <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. funny that you can say that, because every other episode, he's been shady as can be. This episode, he's been fairly reasonable. Yeah, and it was really neat seeing him with his family and kind of, like, his interaction with them. I just wish we had gotten maybe a little bit more of that before the tragedy, you know? I agree with you. Um, I, I do agree with you. I think that... Um, seeing Lena Valerian die the way she did was very interesting because you hear her say, foreshadowing, mm-hmm. I want to die a dragon rider's death. Yeah. I don't want to die in the child bed. And I love that they had this scene because it was very much parallel to what happened to his brother. Yeah. Call and back to episode one. Instead of trying to save the kid, he's just like, he gave her the decision apparently. Yeah. And she chose to die. She's like, you know what? I'm not going to save the kid. Just kill me with fire and i've seen so many memes where it's like um her dragon oh my gosh what's it called vagar vagar yes vagar is like um like a person holding a gun like crying it's like vagar <laughs> dracaris like no it's like dracaris the, the all right you asked for it. Ah. carol um, from walking dead look at the flowers look at the flowers yeah when she kills the little girl. Oh, oh gosh. Man. I don't I never watched Walking Dead. Oh, it got, and I it do got not have brutal. any plans to watch it, so <laughs> don't worry about that one. Not a huge oh. fan of zombie. Um, shout out to the reanimated podcast. Uh, not a huge fan of zombies typically. But I do plan on checking out The Last of Us, which is 
Oh, me too. Definitely looking forward to that. Um, anyway. Sticking here, though, with Damon and Lena Valerian. You see Lena die. Yeah. And so now Damon is twice a widower. Yeah. And wow, once I feel by like choice. And... Once by choice, once by fate. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's pretty clear that Damon's going to be heading back towards Westeros next episode. Yeah. Uh, just a matter of where he settles down. Um, my money. Driftmark. Your money's Driftmark? My money is Dragonstone. With Renera? With Renera, yeah. But Interesting. I I say that because I feel like he doesn't have any ties to Driftmark. His uh, children do. Well, maybe he'll maybe he will go to Driftmark cuz Yeah. But you bring up a good hmm. point cuz something that um his wife said to their daughter, the one who doesn't have a dragon. Yeah, was that, you know, she had to like take hers yep so what can happen in the world of ice and fire basically is that sometimes you won't have a dragon egg hatch for you but you can claim somebody's dragon that is like their rider's dead oh so like vagar is actually an old old dragon that's why you see like how massive it is and yeah. also how old it is so like that's where lena was saying she claimed vagar when she was 15 hmm and didn't have a dragon hatch for herself. So I think one of her, her one daughter there will claim a Vagar. dragon, um, either Vagar or another dragon that does not have a rider yet. So I was wondering about that because I was thinking about if they do go to Dragonstone, her claiming one of Rhaenyra's kids' dragons, the one there that he's still trying to train. Mm. Since it technically he's not like quite its master. Yeah, he's not its full master yet. They made that point very clear. So, you know, I feel like they're doing that for a reason. They they definitely built up the whole dragon situation here, you know, quite a bit. So I, I think we're going to see some of that. Also, King Viserys doesn't have a dragon, does he? I don't think he does. No, I don't think he's a dragon rider. Yeah. So all in all, though, that kind of wraps up everything that happened on this episode with a few exceptions. One, la one last little thing I want to bring up is at the end... So every episode here, we've seen a rat, right? That's very true, yeah. Uh, and then this time, it's the first time that King Viserys actually sees them, like, in his presence. And I think this is really just heralding, like, his sickness and his disease has slowly been there, getting closer and closer and closer. Mm. And now it's like he re recognizes, like, yeah, it's here. And it, I th assume he's going to die next episode. So, yeah, what I was going to say is that my bet will be that either this next episode or the one after that, Viserys actually dies. Next episode. I feel like everyone's been calling for his death for like three episodes. Well, I know, episode but one. to be fair, the last episode did have him kind of uh, dropping dead yeah, almost. Looked like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, until you we'll saw see. the preview and him looking like Smeargle. <laughs> Smeagol. Sorry, Smeargle's a Pokemon. Uh, definitely like Smeagol. Yes. Oh, uh, God. But yeah, Smeagol. so I think that's all we got for uh, this episode here. Yeah. All in all, I thought this episode was really pretty good. good. I, really good. I enjoyed the new actors and actresses. I thought yeah, that... Yeah, miss the old ones, though. Yeah, again, that's what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. I feel like they did a good job of really capturing their essence, you know. Yeah, I thought that the old, old actors and actresses will be missed particularly the actress that played Daenerys and oh, yeah. Alicent. Yeah. Um, 
but that the new actresses they're all looking fairly well so far and uh looking like some strong people um i thought that the transition was better than i expected it to be i think that this did act as like a mid-season reset for the show Mm -hmm. but it felt organic from the last episode like you said it didn't it didn't feel like to me there was anything we missed in between that jump forward outside of how bad like the princess and the queen's relationship has gotten like the catalyst for that right right but i mean you're still seeing in this episode how bad it is and yeah i'm just saying what you know how it got from there to there yeah you know again those have been little events and holding and i wish there maybe had been just little snippets here and there of like oh she did this or they did this or you know and then maybe it could just be like strong sort of in the background orchestrating some of these happenstance events to help deteriorate the relationship farther yeah but anyway i i agree all in all great episode and looking forward to the rest of the season all right well without any farther ado this is going to be two nerds signing off see ya r.i.p how strong living forever little toe